Happy New Year, my star seeds, and welcome to 2022. Here we are with the new year for the Rooted in Starlight podcast, and I am your host, Trisha M., and I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, I will give you a heads up that my throat has been a little scratchy of late. I think it has a lot to do with the the weather here that we're experiencing, which is, you know, really dry and then wet and then dry again. <clears throat> so it just has me struggling to keep my vocal cords <laughs> in alignment and in balance. So hopefully my voice will hold out for this episode. This is my first episode of the new year. And... I look forward to seeing what this year has in store and how it unfolds for this podcast and for myself and those of you that are listening and coming along with me for this journey. I wanted to begin this episode. I'm hoping everyone had uh, safe epi- uh, safe holidays <clears throat> and I wanted to begin this episode starting with um, this episode will post on the 13th of January. And this is actually my 11th episode, but it's this week began the uh, was the two month anniversary for when I started this podcast back in November. So there was something about that, that when I realized that, excuse me, when I realized that I was kind of like, oh, that's great. Um, And it just made me realize that I think they say there's a pod feed that happens usually after the seventh episode that most people don't get too deep into their podcast after the second month. And so I was kind of great. It was great to be realizing that I was going to be kicking off a new year with the uh, second month anniversary of this podcast. So let us dive in with what's going on in the sky. I'm hoping everyone had safe holidays, and I'm hoping you're finding ways to be safe, which is getting harder and harder uh, with the way this virus is now behaving. Uh, It doesn't surprise me, though, with a lot of the retrograde energy that is out there, because I feel on some level that a lot of what we're being asked to do is to slow down and rethink our own personal strategies for our well-being and for our success and for our intentions. And that's why if you had an opportunity to listen to either of my holiday episodes, I was actually off last week uh, on the 6th. Some of that was intentional and some of that was just the energy that was being created at the time. Um, the intentional piece was that I just wasn't sure that I actually wanted to put an episode out on the 6th, um, with unfortunately that being an anniversary of something that um, it's hard to believe that we actually witnessed as a country. Um, but, and then the other piece of it for me too was just the the level of busyness that I had even leading into the first week of January, it kind of left me in a situation where I was realizing that, yes, really being organized and having 
some plans. And the thing about the plans is actually scheduling your yourself out in in your in your time for the day. I will say that ends up being my biggest problem. And I think that with Venus being retrograde right now, as she will be throughout the remainder of this month, and then we have Mercury getting ready to go retrograde, and we're already, we have already been feeling his effects of his retrograde period. But I think both of them are really asking for us to, you know, take that time that we need to not only come up with the intentions and the goals that we want to work on, but actually come up with realistic and pragmatic plans and schedules of how we can um, make that happen and manifest that even in the understanding that, you know, we're not going to have complete control over whatever plan we come up with. I'm someone that kind of has the mindset that I have a plan A, a plan B, and oh yes, never forget the plan C, depending on what the universe may want to be throwing at you at any given time. And so starting this week off, we have, we had a couple things happening actually. Um, The only thing that I did miss by not having an episode for you on January 6th was I did miss the Sun-Venus conjunction which I would have uh, covered in that episode. So I will quickly cover the fact that we did have that conjunction that happened on the 8th, 9th of January. And one of the things that's great about that, I think you have to, you, what will help you to know, because I don't know if I've shared this yes, but yet, but I'm a Taurus rising, which means that Venus is the ruling planet of Taurus. Because I'm a Taurus rising, she is the planet that rules my chart. And so I'm usually very interested in what she does. Um, And also because in my chart itself, she's in a nice house. She's in Virgo, which isn't um, that difficult for her. Uh, But she is uh, surrounded by other planets that don't necessarily want to help her out. So they would say that she's not in the best position and that's what we would, that's how you, we would describe that astrologers. We would describe that as she's not in the best position to be helping me out at a spur of the moment notice. And so because of that, I've always been very fascinated with her being the ruler of my chart, seeing how she works for me and, and when she's not able to, and, and what I need to do in, in those situations. And so with her being retrograde right now, the conjunction that she had with the sun on the 8th and 9th, um, that was a really uh, beautiful conjunction. They actually call it an inferior conjunction because of the fact that she's retrograde. When she meets up with the sun, she actually goes behind the sun. So she dips behind the sun. And the way she's orbiting right now in the sky We will not see her at night. Her night journey and her night star journey is done. And she will actually be resting and be invisible to us until around the 15th or 16th of January. And that's when she will start um, rising again, but as a morning star. And so you will need to be up 
prior, right before sunrise, if you want to be able to see her. Um, and she'll, you know, pretty much have a, you know, nice place in the sky on her own. Um, if you want to be up at, well, I guess right now with the sun not really getting up until after 7 a.m. here on the um, East Coast, uh, you know, you probably just need to be up like 6.15, 6.30 and be able to step out and see her shining. But that will not be till a few days from now. This episode will publish on the 13th of January. And in about three or four days after that, you'll begin to see her start her new journey as a morning star. Um, so we're kicking off the where we're at right now with the moon going into Gemini. The moon is in Gemini. It moved into Gemini on Wednesday the 12th. And that was at um, like 10 o'clock or so at night. And so it's in Gemini on the 13th. And what's funny is that I knew with episodes, even though I decided not to publish on the 6th, when I was preparing for this episode, I, and, and I could tell that my voice wanted to decide to be a little funky, I was like, well, I have to publish on the 13th because it's a, a moon in Gemini day. And that is the sign that my moon um, sits in, in Gemini. So I knew that an episode was going to get out no matter how I sound it. So again, my apologies if, if it's rough listening, um, but I needed to, to make sure that I honored my moon in Gemini uh, by making sure that I had an episode up and, and going uh, on the 13th. And then we will have the full moon, which will take place on the 17th, which is Monday. It'll be in Cancer. It's the late stage degrees of Cancer. So the moon will be full. And then very shortly after that, it will be void of course, which means it gets into that phase and that state where it's moving from one sign to the next sign. Um, for magical purposes, it's important to know when the moon is void of course, because for anyone that studies magic and works with magic, you definitely don't want to be doing magical spells during a void of course moon. Um, so you do want to keep that in mind when you're looking at the full moon, because we do tend to do, again, anyone working with magic and intentions, um, you do tend to look at the full moon as, oh, that's a great time. But then this is where they also say timing is everything. And so you always want to make sure that when you're looking at a new moon or a full moon that you're also looking at what degrees it is in the sign because the later the degree then the void of course situation can come up and then you just want to be careful about you know what ritual or ceremony you might be doing so that it, it's not happening during the phase when the moon is actually resting and not at the peakest energy that you need it to be. But it will be a full moon in Cancer. One of the things that I was really, um, I just felt really good about it. And considering my holidays ended up being really busy. And some of that was just trying to <laughs> dodge COVID. Because everywhere you turned, you thought you were having some plans. And it was like, oh, no, that person's sick. Oh, no, we can't do that. Um 
And so at a certain point, I, I just realized that it was just adding to trying to get things done and, and what you could get done. And so on one level, things were slowing down. And yet the busyness was that you were constantly pivoting, which I'm, I don't know about um, most of you, but I'm starting to get tired of that word pivot. Um, we have certainly used it a lot in the last two years. And um, unfortunately, I think because we've had to associate it with such negative circumstances, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, enough with the pivoting. Um, so we'll see what happens with this year. Uh, hopefully, I, I knew, and if you got to listen to my Christmas episode or my New Year's Eve episode, I was speaking about how this month was going to start off um, probably for most of us more slowly than people like it to. Uh, you know, the New Year's has a lot of energy and um, and it's a lot of that expect, expectational energy where, you know, you're ready to jump in and clean the slate and start new. And unfortunately, as we know, nothing happens that quickly. Um, but what we also know is then we can get really frustrated when we realize that it's not going to happen that quickly. Um, and so for me, um, in those two episodes, I really speak to the the retrograde energy, and again, the energy of Capricorn, which Capricorn itself is not a um, sign that wants you to be rushing through anything. Um, so when you're in Capricorn season, you're in a season that's really asking you to, you know, slow down, take a look at what you're doing, how you're doing it, and deciding whether or not that's working for you. And then if it's not, being able to say what kind of course corrections or what kind of, dare I say it, pivots do I need to make so that I can actually end up having success with something that I want to be working on. And so I could really tell when I was looking at the way January was looking that that was part of the challenge you know, like what kind of resources were you going to be starting with and how was that going to be working for you um, for what it is that you're trying to, you know, manifest for this new year. And so I definitely feel that I was on the right track with that because I know for me that I am watching this year kind of start at a slower pace. And what's great is because I was really putting myself in that preparation state, I found that it was a little, it's been a little easier to deal with it. Um, I mean, I have had some frustrations, obviously, because we're human and that's to be expected. But I also am in that place right now where I'm like, just understanding, do what I can and allow the rest to, you know, grow and evolve when it's ready. And I think what's going to happen too, ironically, is that once we get to a certain point in this year, then things will start picking up and then they'll be picking up at a fairly quick pace. And so um, it's like, where you might be frustrated right now that things aren't moving fast enough or that things aren't working out the way that you were hoping 
or that you've had to make a lot of changes or adjustments, you know, I think we will reach a point where that won't be as um, dramatic as it seems to be right now. But what I did appreciate when I was looking at the moon and trying to line it up and I wanted to speak to the full moon in Cancer, um, the first thing I wanted to do was track, okay, when does the moon actually move in Cancer? Because I, I knew that it was going to be in Gemini on the 13th, which is the Thursday. And so I was, and then I looked it up to see that the moon actually moves into Cancer on Saturday, the 15th at 11, 11 a.m. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this is one of those synchronicity messages. This is where, you know, sometimes when you're feeling like, oh, I, I don't know that, you know, things are going the way I thought they would. I don't know that what I'm doing is making any sense. I don't know if, you know, the direction I'm going is the one I should be going in. And I just, I really loved that I saw that the moon moves into Cancer on the 15th at 11.11 because I just literally was, I just literally felt like just this awe come over me from the universe of like, okay, I, you got my back. And, and that just kind of answered a lot of questions for me when I saw that. And I wanted to point it out in this episode because obviously that was when I kicked my podcast off. I launched Rooted in Starlight on November 11th. And the 11-11 was really important to me because it's almost what got me through 2020. And that was where the launch date came from, the, the fact that I just was seeing that number a lot throughout 2020 and I just, at one point, it just resonated at a level of, you know, the universe just saying, we've got you, we've got you, we've got you, hold on, hold on. And so when this podcast opportunity came along, for me, it was just a um, very clear direction to, you know, use 11.11, no matter where I was at in the prep state or where I was at with my resources and, um and and it's been it's been really enjoyable and certainly it's one of those things that it's helped me realize that I I came into it knowing you know that I need to be building an audience and that's going to take some time and you know even just me getting to a place where I look at rooted in starlight podcast and say oh that's exactly what I want it to be and exactly what I, you know, representing what I wanted to, to represent, that even that in itself is still very much in the, the birthing stage and the, and the molding stage. And so um, seeing that for this new year, especially with the way some things have been going, uh, just that 11-11 for me was something that really resonated. And I just wanted to to bring that up and really mention that so that you could kind of get in um, a very personal view of the way I look for signs from the universe when I'm in those states where I'm feeling unsure and not necessarily in a full-blown negative um, attack, but certainly where you're just kind of thinking like, uh, I guess I'm doing the right thing or I guess this is going to work out. 
Um, and so those very much are the, the, the elements that you look for. And I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and so, yes, the full moon, moving on from that, the full moon is going to be on, and I, and I actually enjoy this too, because the full moon is going to be on Martin Luther King Day, um, the 17th Monday, and that um, for most regions in, um, across this country and has ended up being a day of service. And I just saw for the Cancer full moon to fall on Martin Luther King's Day and the day of service uh, just seemed very apropos. And again, that giving us that opportunity. I know, I think it was the Christmas show, may have been the New Year's, but in, in one, if not both of them, I, I was mentioning that one of the things I liked about January um, and even the beginning of February is that we have several times throughout the month where, you know, the, um, the energy of beginning anew can actually start. And so for whatever you may or may not have done on January 1st or January 2nd with the new moon, there's just been a lot of, there's going to be, and there has been um, several things that have come up planetary wise that have, that have and are going to open space for that. Oh, and here's another opportunity to, to, you know, again, just realign and, and refine what you want to do and how you want to do it. And so I just feel like that's again, you know, as I said at the top of the show, that's very much part of what this retrograde energy is about that we're dealing with as this new year opens. And it is just that, you know, kind of, Hey, let's just keep going back and and looking at what you do, what you have down. And do you want to tweak it this way or that way? You know, and if you're comfortable with it exactly the way it is, then that's great. And then let's move forward with that and see what else that leads to. And so I think that's one of the things that I find interesting with this, because I personally feel that, you know, obviously the new moon, the new year, which was the first, the new moon, which was the second, were great opportunities to um, begin some things. And then I also felt that one of the um, things that we had on the, um, I think it was the 11th, no, it was the 12th. It was Wednesday the 12th where we had the moon uh, in Taurus trining with the sun in Capricorn. And that happened um, very early in the morning on the 12th. And what was great with that is that's just one more of those opportunity aspects from the universe that was saying, you know, very much, okay, Taurus and Capricorn, there are your two signs that are very much about, especially financially speaking, they're your two signs of, well, what are your intentions for your well-being um, in, on, on the financial level. And for Taurus, for the moon to be in Taurus and that being ruled by Venus, which is in Capricorn, um, as she's retrograde, it just seemed like that was a uh, great time 
to be thinking about, okay, what is it that I need to do to start planning for that and work with that and, and setting an intention or two on that level. Um, and then again, when we have, um, for the full moon, one of the things that's great about this cancer full moon is this is another moon that it's a great, um, it's a great moon to release things. It's a great moon to set the intentions of, of what you, what kind of healing you want in your life on, on all levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. Um, cancer itself is a really interesting sign because it's the kind of sign that I think sometimes probably is the most misunderstood sign. Um, cancer, you know, I think when you, when we speak of the sign of cancer, the first thing people will think of is, oh, that's the sign where the moody people, you know, come from. And it isn't that as much as it is that um, cancer people are very protective. And so they can be a little difficult to get to know. But once you actually crack or pierce that exterior um, protective mood that they can be in, then you really are, you know, meeting up with and aligning with someone who is very loyal um, very nurturing, you know, has a great um, sense of empathy and compassion. And so for the full moon, that's very much the kind of themes that we would be working with, um, as well as, you know, home and family, which I think is really important with um, certainly right now with some of the things that are going on. Um, and so... I feel on that level, that's a great, this is going to be a great full moon to be working to say, what is it that I really want to let go of um, that no longer serves and that allows me to heal on an optimum level, on a physical level or an emotional level or a spiritual or um, mental level. And so I think, um, this will be something that, you know, if you haven't thought about it, it would definitely be um, another opportunity to, you know, set some intentions in on that sense and then, um, you know, allow this moon to, you know, once again, you know, get the energy, you know, get the, I guess I would say get the spark and the flame lit for the energy that you want to be working with throughout this uh, year of 2022. Um, and then what we also have uh, in relation to the uh, moon, the big news, and this follows two days after the full moon, and that will be Wednesday the 19th, where we will have the north node and the south node making their move um, so they're going to be moving from the Gemini Sagittarius axis to your Taurus Scorpio axis. And that will be the North node moving into Taurus and the South node moving into Scorpio. Uh, I personally have felt that we are already feeling that energy 
if you are a Taurus or a Scorpio, um, you're probably and probably have already been feeling things that uh, have started to come up, whether they are, you know, health issues, uh, whether it is issues related to your, I guess, the security or the foundation in which you possibly, you know, have, you know, your life built on and centered around. I feel like we're already seeing that kind of energy coming in and challenging the Taurus Scorpio energy. And I believe I did already mention this um, in one of the previous episodes that this also impacts you as a Taurus rising or Scorpio rising. And it would also impact you as a fixed sign So that's your Taurus, Scorpio, and Leo, Aquarius. And it also will impact you if you have Taurus and Scorpio on um, one of the angles in your chart. So obviously, if you're a Taurus or Scorpio rising, then you have the one axis of the first and the seventh house. But this would also impact those people that have Taurus Scorpio as the fourth and 10th access axis, um, where you're going to probably feel, you're definitely going to feel the energy, um, and the change, the winds of change (laughs) that the nodes like to bring with them. Uh, you will be the, the people that will feel that, uh, the North node just to do a, um, quick little, insight for that and this is hopefully an episode I'll do a bit a bit uh, as a bonus episode so that there's uh, a bit more detail to it but your north node is the place where you're challenged to grow and where your growth is needed and so whatever house Taurus sits in that is where you'll see the change that centers around that, that energy. And so where the North node has been, it's been in Gemini for the last year and a half. Um, And so if you've been experiencing, depending on what you've been experiencing, that energy uh, that you've been dealing with the last uh, 19 months, you're now going to see that move into Taurus, and if that's an impactful place in your chart, then you're going to start feeling that energy and that change happening. I've already seen it myself uh, with friends that I ha- that I know that have Taurus and Scorpio as very uh, main points in their in their charts. And I remember at one point, one of the things I actually started doing, I think it was right after that um, Scorpio, uh, after the Taurus full moon in um, November, and I actually started reaching out to people that have the Taurus Scorpio energy that's very prominent. And I wanted, and I started letting them know like, hey, that this is going to be happening and, you know, you're going to have about you know, a year and a half, 18, 19 months of, you know, the 
solar and lunar eclipses taking place and really impacting and and working with the north and the south node as well as then all the other planets um you know because we're going to have a taurus season and we're going to have a um Scorpio season and when we have those seasons where you're going to have the sun and you know two or three other planets in those signs then all of those planets will also be accessing um or there'll be ax <laughs> they'll have ax <laughs> aspects oh my goodness my mouth decided it didn't want to work they will have aspects with um the North node and the South node. And so that is where you'll start seeing those kind of um, challenges. The other piece that's interesting with the North node, and this is where that game changer uh, energy may, um, you know, it's, it's one of those where I felt that the Gemini Sagittarius, um, Axis was pretty impactful for me because my moon um, sits in the house where the North Node was. And so throughout the last year and a half, it's just been this whirlwind, um, wild ride, not necessarily one I've enjoyed. Um, and then one of the things that I was became very aware of when I was really looking at 2022 was that the North Node moving into Taurus means that the North Node is moving into the sign that right now Uranus is sitting in. Um, Uranus, the planet of, you know, unexpected events and the planet of change and revolution and, you know, hopes and wishes, but, you know, it likes to bring that in a super surprising way. And so... Um, it will be interesting to see how those two energies work out, considering, like I said, the North Node is where um, the energy of the North Node wants you to grow, but it feels that you need to be made aware of where that growth has to happen and when it ha and how it should be happening. Um, and it, it is also the place where, again, obviously because it wants you to grow, it wants you to be reaching out, moving beyond your comfort zone. Um, and so you're, that energy mixing with the Uranian, Uranian energy should be, I think, interesting as far as anything that wants to move you in a positive direction for growth and say, oh, here, here's what you need. Um, on the other hand, your south node, which will be sitting in Scorpio, that is the um, place where your reward for growing, your reward for doing that leap of faith can come from there. Um, it is also the place, though, that is filled with, for those of you that believe in past lives, as I do, it is also that place that all the experiences from any um, any of the lives that you've lived, that your soul has, anything that your soul has experienced prior to coming into this body that you inhabit now, 
that energy all lives in the south node. And so that's going to be one of those um, elements where, again, Uranus being in Taurus, there will, you know, be times when the moon is in Taurus that, you know, you're going to be opposing the south node and that energy. So, you know, throughout the year, um, we're going to have some interesting um, energy fields to be talking about. The eclipse season this year does not start until April, so we have a couple months um, before that happens. And I feel on some level that the way this year is starting off is that it's it's almost trying to lay the groundwork and prepare us for the month of April uh, because that is going to be a fairly active uh, cosmic month. And I feel like January and February are the months where we're being asked to really slow down and prepare for that, set the groundwork, set the foundation that you need so that when the gifts want to show up and the blessings want to show up or the lessons and the challenges want to show up, that you are able to handle whatever might be coming in your direction. Um, and so, yeah, we will definitely have a lot to you know be addressing with that north and south node move, which will be happening on the 19th of January. And that will also be the day that the sun moves into Aquarius. Um, so we will be slowly, after the 19th of January, getting into Aquarius season. And Aquarius season should be interesting because we... Uh, already have Saturn sitting in Aquarius and has been. So once you get the sun in there and once you get, you know, Venus is going to take a little time, but once you get Venus and Mercury and Mars getting in there, then that means at some point they're all going to be meeting up with Saturn and sitting at a table to have a conversation with Saturn, who pretty much has, you know, very much laid the groundwork for the energy that he wants to create while he's hanging out in Aquarius. As he is a co-ruler of that sign, he is the one that obviously is going to be very much in charge of the conversations that happen throughout the season of Aquarius once we really get underway with that. And so we do right now have Mercury in Aquarius um, but Mercury is about to go retrograde, like I said, on Friday, and it will actually move back into Capricorn on the 25th. And so we're going to have, I think, a little uh, time before uh, we have to experience the conversation that Saturn and uh, Mercury want to have together or, um, you know, that they may end up having, you know, more than one conversation, so to speak. So, uh, Mercury retrograde, always a fun time. I, um, I've learned to work with Mercury retrograde in the sense that I usually take a deep breath. Um, I do find that the, the, usually the week before it actually goes retrograde, I find for me that that can tend to be 
where things change dramatically in my life and there's the sudden surprises or the, oh, I had no idea that was happening or... So I find that usually the week before the retrograde starts that I'm dealing with a lot of that. And then usually the week before Mercury's going to be going direct, then that again tends to be a really intense energetic time with, you know, miscommunications and things just kind of breaking out of nowhere. Um, But other than that, what I also try to do once Mercury kind of settles into its retrograde energy then I just work with the, okay, what is it that I need to do that I said I was going to do six months ago? And then when I work with it on that level, I do find that I can have, you know, more success in what it is I'm trying to plan and, and, and manifest. So if you haven't worked with it like that, it's definitely a good thing to try. The other thing that's happening in the upcoming week is speaking of surprises and, and, you know, unexpected, uh, (laughs) unexpected energies, we will have uh, the planet Uranus going direct on Tuesday, the 18th. And so our full moon is on the 17th. And then Uranus will go direct on the 18th. That will be, I think, a good thing because for anyone that has been working with new projects, if you felt that you kind of had hit a snag doing um, in the process of that or, or things slowed down a, a bit, uh, Uranus moving direct could definitely be one of those situations where you'll feel and see some improvements on Uh, where things might open up and just kind of suddenly the the road, the path clears where you didn't necessarily see it, you know, a couple weeks ago. And so I think that will be um, something that will be nice to see. The other thing that I think would, will be interesting is in relation to this virus, which I really feel like you can't have a conversation now without talking about that explosion. uh, I'm hoping that we will start seeing some kind of positive turnaround. And I don't mean positive in the number of cases. I mean a slowdown of the COVID crazy that I just felt like showed up for the holidays and has been relentless ever since. So that would be one of the things that would be nice to see once Uranus goes direct. I can't swear that's going to be happening, um, but it and and partly because we've got Venus retrograde and Mercury about to go retrograde. Mercury is the planet of health. It's in Aquarius right now, which is you know Aquarius is one of those signs that's all about that um, communal and community um, togetherness, and you know it's kind of interesting that with Saturn hanging out in Aquarius. Uh, as he has, as he did throughout 2021 and will throughout 2022, I feel that Saturn is trying to show people where our limits are and so that the, you know, open-mindedness we think we have or the, you know, love of all that we think we have, Saturn is kind of there trying to show like where we 
getting us to see where that isn't true and, and, and then saying, what, if anything, do you want to do about that? And so depending on who we are as individuals, there may be something you want to do with that and there may not. And that's, I definitely feel like that's part of what Saturn is doing in the sign of Aquarius. And so with Mercury being in there right now, as it gets ready to go retrograde, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking that the next week is going to be any better with the way things are going. Um, but I'm hoping that the Mercury retrograde period maybe will get us to see what it is we want to do to possibly work together to actually start putting this pandemic behind us in a way that we can all start moving forward and, you know, really embracing our lives fully and completely and allowing ourselves to thrive on levels that as long as you have a virus that can take you out at any moment, it will be difficult to, you know, be thriving completely. So that's my take on that. And, you know, again, we'll see how that unfolds. I'm not sure that I'm necessarily thinking anything's going to get easier. Uh, if anything, it's, I think, more to just try and help us become more aware of our thinking and, and judgments that we hold and how, if, um, how in any way that we can, you know, open our heart and open, you know, expand our spirit in, on a more empathetic level. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of these planets are asking us to do, especially Saturn in Aquarius. I really feel like that's something that it's, it's almost saying like, well, this is why I'm here. And so you're either going to like it or not. Um, and so moving on from that, we have Mars finishing up in Sagittarius and Mars will be moving, speaking of Capricorn, Mars will be moving into Capricorn on the 24th of January. So I will get the date for you, but then that means that we will have a Mars Saturn conjunction at some point, And I believe that will be in February. Again, I'll get the exact date for that. Uh, cause that should be a fun time had by all, <laughs> she says jokingly. Uh, but again, you know, that could be, um, oh, and I'm sorry, Mars will be going into Capricorn. So the, uh, uh, the conjunction with Saturn has to wait until Mars moves into Aquarius. I'm getting ahead of myself there. Um, Mars moving into Capricorn. I do remember I was talking about that. I believe it was last month. Because what I like about that is that happens on the 24th. So it's not going to have a whole lot of time with Venus, but it will be able to spend, um, it'll have enough time with Venus where once Mars moves into Capricorn, then Mars and Venus will then start traveling together. That doesn't last for too long this year. But I always like when Mars and Venus are traveling together in a sign. And it's always going to be, you know, a, a few, a couple weeks difference for them, obviously. But um, Venus goes direct on the 29th of January. And so um, 
actually, by the time she goes direct, then you will have both Mercury and Mars in Capricorn with Venus. And I feel like that um, actually will be some nice energy to be working with because I think Mercury will be there to kind of help Mars and Venus reacquaint themselves and then the kind of conversations that you want to have about what kind of plans you want to make, what um, what way do you want the leader within you to, you know, uh, start demonstrating itself and, and revealing itself and contributing. I think those are some of the things that you will start seeing towards the end of January moving into February. And um, considering that the Chinese New Year is the year of the tiger, I think that's actually, again, you know, where everything is connected. I think that actually is energy that will work really well with that. And I will speak more to that um, as I get as we get later into January and Mars actually gets into Capricorn um, to start meeting up with Venus again. And then I think the last, the actual last thing I, I wanted to talk about, speaking of leadership, is we have the conjunction. This is the only thing I didn't mention for next week, is we have the Sun-Pluto conjunction happening on Sunday the 16th. Um, I like the day, Sunday, uh, because that is the day that the Sun actually rules. It rules over Sunday. And the conjunction with Pluto takes place at, uh, oh, that's going to be a morning conjunction. So it'll be around, you know, 9.50, 10 o'clock in the morning. And again, the times that I'm giving you are all based on Eastern Standard Time. And so for Central Mountain, Pacific, and then uh, Greenwich Mean Time, we're obviously talking about a few hours difference of even, you know, a day or two difference. So so whenever I'm giving you the dates, just be aware that it it really falls in between a range of, you know, the 15th, 16th, 16th, 17th um, uh, energy space that we're talking about due to the time zones. But the conjunction with the Sun and Pluto uh, in Capricorn is really nice because I feel like that is something where, again, talking about leadership, that that's the sun, which is all about um, wanting to be a leader and, and wanting us to embrace our best self and our, the highest version of ourself and really be able to actualize that. And then you have the planet Pluto in Capricorn that's really trying to say, okay, what does leadership look like for you? What is it you thought it was? what of that mindset is not working any longer, not only for you personally, but on a, you know, uh, global level as well, global scale as well. And then how, how do you want to change that? What is it you want to rebirth, especially when you're doing the individual level, what is it you want to rebirth within yourself that will allow you to bring forth the qualities of, the kind of leader that you want to be that can obviously not only help yourself rise, but then help others rise as well. And so that's a, another aspect that's happening this month 
that I feel it's a very potent one, along with some of the ones that we have already had uh, take place. And, and then obviously the ones that are going to be upcoming. And so that is it for this episode. I want to thank you all for joining me on this first, first episode of Rooted in Starlight. Um, for the new year of 2022, I am looking forward to this year. I am very grateful for all of you that tune in every week and for all the new listeners. Again, thank you so much. And I do understand I need myself to get a little more knowledge of this. So what I'm speaking of is not something I'm fully uh, versed in. So forgive me for any errors I might be making. But from what I understand, Spotify now allows you to leave a rating for podcast. And so I would appreciate any um, reviews or ratings that you would like to leave podcast. Um, Spotify is certainly one way that you can do that. I am also on the Anchor platform. And so that is another place where you can actually leave a voice message to let me know um, your thoughts and opinions. If there's something you'd like me to cover that I'm not or something that you'd like to hear more of that you feel I'm just kind of, you know, glazing over. Um, like I said, this year there will be guests coming on this show. And, um, you know, <laughs> interestingly, we'll see how this, how this plays out. I may just have to throw my hands up in the air and say that's not going to work. But, you know, the, the big idea that I have, uh, I'll share with you before I sign off here is that what I'm hoping is that I can kind of bring the guest on in relation to some of the cosmic activity that may be happening at any given time. And so that may be a little daunting to dive into um, as a new podcast but or a newly birthed podcast, but I'm going to give that a try and see how that works. And then if it seems like all it's doing is helping me procrastinate, then what I will do is just make sure I get guests on because I actually do have a list to do that. And it is certainly one of my intentions for 2022 as a way to um, add to this podcast and add to your listening pleasure and, and hopefully what you're able to receive from this podcast by bringing people on that are on various healing uh, journeys as well as spiritual paths that will be uh, more than willing to, you know, share their story with you on, you know, where they are and how they got there and some of the energies and, and, and mindsets and healing modalities that they use and so I hope that that's going to be happening uh, very soon. I really am trying to look at making that happen in February. And so I will keep you posted on that. And other than that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And um, I want to um, wish you as uh, much as possible a safe travels ahead, uh, certainly a blessed and a healthy full moon that's coming up. And as always, remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. 
Thank you for tuning in, Starseeds. I'll see you next time.